hello again, and welcome to the 2020 episode of Are You Afraid of the After Dark? Back by popular demand, honestly. My name is Olivia Broussard, and I'm joined here by... Kurt Franklin, your best ghost pal. Yeah, it's kind of like a mystery science theater uh thing here like i feel like i'm i'm definitely the human here and you're definitely the um the guest i'm like casper kind of yeah like i'm the human that casper used to be does that make sense i'm trying to do the timeline now so hmm. i am become a young ghost because i'm personally old is that how it happens i think you become a ghost at your at the point in your life that you love the most right that's why there's no like super old Nasty ghosts. There's lots of plenty super old nasty ghosts. Yeah, you're right. As soon as the I one from uh, you know, a Christmas Carol, they start right out the gate with a with a. That would suck. Like that's why you want to become a ghost when you're young and hot. Like I think that's the whole plot at Crimson Peak, isn't it? Like. Hmm. Um. More importantly, the the old ghost from a Christmas Carol. In the Muppet Christmas Carol, whenever it's like the the two yes. old, two old guys, yeah, that's yeah. what that's what I love. Um, anyway, if you're <laughs> if you're new to Are You Afraid of the After Dark in 2020, um, this is a series that we we first held last year in 2019 throughout the the spooky season, throughout the Halloween season, where each week last year, um, very ambitiously. Each week last year uh, in October, we reviewed a, a creepy pasta of some of our most beloved video games and um, some of some some new to us fictional video games. Um, and so we did we did not come to you every week this year. We let y'all have a break. We let y'all uh, take the spooky season on your own time. But now on All Hallows Eve. We are here again to discuss video games. Mm -hmm. Spooky video games. Spooky video games. And this year, like um, like last year, we, we talked about spooky stories from um, the most beloved franchises. We from Zelda. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Majora's Mask. The, the Majora's Mask story. We did Ben Drowned last year. We talked about multiple spooky Pokemon stories. Yeah. Talked about a... You would think that there's no regular Pokemon games. They're all spooky haunted games. And if you talk to a single Pokemon fan, you would also believe that there was no normal Pokemon games. That's true. Um, freaks. Sorry. Game freaks. <laughs> um, we did Mario and then... Um, there was a couple, a couple made up, which were some of the most interesting to me. Like, you could tell that whoever was writing the story was just making up the game. But that's part of the lore and scariness of it, is that you've never heard of this haunted game, so it made you want to know more about it. Yeah. But this year, the the game that we've chosen is Fatal Frame 2, Crimson Butterfly. A PS2 classic. <laughs> Um, I've never played anything from the Fatal Frame series. Have you, Kurt? I played the very first one way back when it was like one of the only games that you could get for, I think it was PS1 back. And as we'll play into this story, it was like you could get it at Blockbuster. And mm. it was very, 
that was the best way to do it. It does seem spooky. I like the um, the subtitle for this game, Crimson Butterfly, because it, it definitely sounds like um, that kind of era of hot topic spooky to me. Yeah. Um, it sounds like, uh, um, what was that song by the the Heartogram band? The You are, uh, that's not in my area of expertise. Oh my gosh. Um, something about a butterfly. And for anyone listening to this that knows anything about what I'm talking about, it's very obvious, but I don't remember what it's called. Crazy Town uh, Butterfly? No, I, I do remember Crazy Town Butterfly. Don't worry about that. Song. <laughs> <laughs> um, this game, or this story, uh, might as well be about a fictional game to me since I'm not aware of it. And You kind of know how to play Fatal Frame though, right? Like, do you understand the game mechanics of it? Um, no. It's yeah. basically like Pokemon Snap, but you're like trying to photograph ghosts. Wow. And that's how wow. you like, uh, that's how you defeat them is by something like you steal their essence by taking pictures of them. And so like you walk your character around like Resident Evil style, 3D, you know, isometric overhead kind of view. And then you stop and you actually switch to first person looking through the camera to look around and that's what's spooky about it is that you only see the ghosts through the camera so you might not see him in the regular room wow that sounds honestly very spooky to me as someone who finally played a, a horror game for the first time um two weeks ago unless resident evil sound, uh, counts as a, a horror game but i don't think it's quite the same level as as this i don't like anything with a jump scare yeah i don't think you would like this i think this is all jump scare <laughs> uh so are you ready to dive right into the story, Kurt? Right in. Let's figure this out. Let's either debunk it or say it's 100% the truth. Uh, yeah, I, I'm always going to just assume that anything that I read online is 100% the truth and, and until told otherwise. Why would they lie? What would be the point of it? So I, I do believe that a story by Sam um, entitled Crimson Butterfly is the truth. Yes. And you can find it on the Creepypasta Wiki, which is a treasure trove of great creepypastas and stories. And you can just spend all month there, really. I, I kind of do. I mean, I'm kind of, I was kind of joking, but I really do love creepypastas, even the bad ones. Like, there's usually something goofy enough or genuinely scary enough to actually kind of keep your interest. I think that there's always something that's familiar enough to grab my interest. Like, it, it, Reminds me of some state in my life. Um, and for this story, it definitely reminds me of being like 13 and 14 and hanging out with girlfriends. Because this is a story exclusively about girl gamers, which I think is a, a first for us in our creepypasta adventures to have a girl gamer story. I didn't think they existed, but the, this story posits it. So willing to believe it. And as we said before, we, we take this story as 100% fact. It's canon. It's real life canon. <laughs> canon butterfly. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Liv. You start off reading the story and we'll, we'll see what this has to offer. Okay. So uh, Sam gives us the story. She's talking eight years back. So we're joining her in, in the start of this journey eight years back. She's, she's saying... She has this group of girlfriends, and they're they're fourteen. They love watching scary movies. They love playing scary video games. They love everything horror. 
Um, one of their friends, Angela, already loved the game Fatal Frame. Um, and the the sorrowful part of many of these video game stories is, you know, one of your friends talks up a video game and then they're like, oh, but you can't play it. I, I rented it. Um, which is the, yeah, my girlfriend goes to another school kind of story, you know. But um, they, they, they agree with Angela that it's probably a pretty good game, so they go over to the local Blockbuster and try to find the game. They didn't have the original, but they did have the sequel, Fatal Frame 2 Crimson Butterfly. They're immediately gripped by this uh, video game sitting on the shelf, it's a, a gothic spooky cover with two twin girls with long black hair and a red type, red rope tied to their kimonos linking them together with candles and red butterflies in the background and red paint strokes. So they rented it and they're so excited to play. You can tell this is very much like this must have been the ring era because the cover the two girls just look like the ring girl basically which is spooky i mean at the time it was like we all thought the ring was real uh after blair witch project we assumed any movie that had ghosts in it was legit yeah especially lady ghosts yes little girls old ladies whatever man i don't want to be there <laughs> it definitely is like a um Everything about the story just like puts you right in that that time period of um, the Japanese horror remakes and um, for me, hot topic. Were you what was your what was your style at Hot Topic? Were you goth? I didn't think you were goth. I thought you were like. Um, no, I, I, I was poor, so I um, <laughs> I walked around Hot Topic. I I did not buy. <laughs> <laughs> So after that, it sounds uh, they rented the game from Blockbuster, you know, very old school thing to do. Um, they were Sam, the narrator, was staying with her friend Angela um, because Sam's parents went on vacation to France for four weeks, which is a r really great detail to throw in there. It's kind of a humble brag. Parents yeah, a little. <laughs> for a month. <laughs> so she was she was definitely uh able to buy plenty of things from hot topic oh, yeah. i feel like this story kind of starts out like the the movie jawbreaker does so like the parents are out of town and something really bad is gonna happen yeah, oh definitely can you imagine your parents leaving town for a month like uh, no i i don't know um so anyway sam and angela are staying over at angela's house and they invite their friend sarah over to spend the night uh, Sarah was so excited to see the game, even though she, uh, they all knew she wasn't as brave as the other two. Um, she's telling the story. It was pretty late at night because it was summer and they didn't care about sleeping late because, you know, for 14 years old. And so as Sam popped the disc into her PlayStation 2, uh, into Angela's PlayStation 2, Angela read the back of the case and laughed. What? I asked. And she showed me the back of the case. It says, warning, do not play this game alone, she replied. Sarah and I laughed. So you can already tell that this is going to come into play. Uh, you don't just laugh at the warning on the back of a video game. Yeah. I mean, like, that's a... It's, it's a sequel to the most frightening game of all time. Exactly. Um, which is... Ignore it when it says M for blood and violence or E for everyone. You got to pay attention. <laughs> and definitely don't ignore if it says M for haunted cartridge right 
so so Sam is um, an early early adopter to the Twitch model because she's saying she loves watching people play video games as much as she likes playing them. So they're all just like sitting right in front of the TV, um, just right up to the glass, and, and they were just playing for for hours. They were playing all night. They got lost. They did a walkthrough. They didn't like doing it, but you know. Sometimes you gotta do a walkthrough. Sometimes you gotta. <laughs> sometimes you gotta print out to find out how to um, how to get Sonic in the first Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> um, but they finally reached the ghost called Kusabi, um, and the the ghost twins who looked like the the people on the cover, um, and they learned that they couldn't defeat Kusabi at all and wasn't taking any damage. Killed him in one hit, and so they they tried to start again from the last save point, but then the PS2 had seen too much action, and it's starting to chug. It was, the discs were freezing all the time, loading so slowly, and then whenever they tried to go back into Kusabi's room, the game froze on the completely black loading screen. And they waited. And they realized they were going to be waiting for a long time. So they're waiting there for half an hour and they, they get a little bit distracted. They're just, you know, bullshitting teenager stuff. Um, the story goes into <laughs> a little bit of like a, a, a fat phobic um, aside here um, that I don't think is necessarily... Um, Vital to the story. It's definitely um, not. It feels like she's just trying to dog on her friend Angela over here. <laughs> like, um, so while they're while they're watching their friend um, and laughing at her for for being fat. Um, well, yeah, there's this whole thing in the paragraph where they describe how Angela was quite heavy, and what she had to do to stand up was to put both hands behind her, rest on the edge of the bed, and push herself up. And she goes into such detail on this where she talks about how she twisted her body to stand up and everything and how they asked her to do it again that you think it's going to play into everything. But, uh, no, it just leads to and poor Angela um, seeing something on the TV that horrifies her. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about it, Kurt. Bring us there. So they notice as they're making fun of Angela for just sitting up like a normal person, uh, they notice that she's staring at the TV, horrified. What's wrong, Sam? asked Angela. I just saw a face on the TV, she said quietly. And uh, Sam says when Angela's scared, she rarely actually screams. Sam does, though, as does Sarah. So they looked at the TV and saw nothing but a black screen. Uh, Sam says, you must be smoking something. None of us did drugs, of course, but we would say things like that for a laugh. Ah, to be 14 again. Yeah, just calling everybody a crackhead and not knowing the actual reasoning behind it and how fucked up it is. Um, so anyway, they Angela says, just watch. Maybe it'll happen again. Uh, Sarah moved to the end of the bed, which they probably made fun of her about again, um, to where we were sitting and held on to us. Then, as the three of them stared at the black screen together, a frighteningly white ghostly face faded into view on the screen. It was a woman with a sunken-in face and eyes dark and lifeless. Her hair was black, stringy, 
and sticking out at odd angles. There was no blood on her, but her face alone was disturbing enough without it. The three of them screamed, including Angela, and they all flashed out of the room, shutting the door behind them. So yeah, after they encounter this freaky ghost, uh, Liv, what happened next? So, as you know, as you would expect, they had been playing uh, a horror game, and the game had gotten frozen. Um, so they're they're thinking about it like, um, well, you know, like the game probably just got unfrozen, and then there was um, you know a screensaver, and it was just a spooky screensaver for this game. And Sarah's like. Video games don't have screensavers. That was something else. Um, but then they're like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's just calm down. Let's go check back the game. Um, and finally someone goes in and they're like, okay, it's unfroze. We can go back. Um, we can keep playing the game. But they were like, no, let's do something else. Let's play The Sims 2. Ask as you, you would do. I think that that's a reasonable change in pace to go from playing the spooky ghost game to The Sims 2 if you've gotten um, extremely spooked. Total aside game. here, I don't understand how anybody has ever played The Sims on a console. Have you? No. No, I haven't. With a controller, you know? Like, I'm just so it, used to being able to click on stuff and it seems like a, it seems like a horror game to play it with a controller. It doesn't seem great, but I don't understand how people play stuff like Overwatch with a controller either. I don't understand how people play most things with a controller because I can't. And so I think that other people should not. I think the only game that you should play with a controller is Sonic the Hedgehog. Just the first one. That's it. (laughs) So at this point, they're on Sims 2 and as girls do, they're trying to see whose character could last longer without a shower um then one of the goals was to change clothes so she went to the dresser and put her alien girl into something sexy and they were watching it saying uh saving the game while while the outfit was saving don't turn off the console or disconnect the controller but that was taking forever and so angel's like what you know what the fuck my my playstation is is shit now we've we've played it too much it's going so slow but then the screen suddenly starts to flicker don't tell me my TV's going out too, she exclaimed. The screen turned completely black, and the Sims 2 background music began skipping like an extremely scratched CD. Then, to our horror, that same ghostly face appeared right before our eyes. I couldn't breathe. Sarah's freaking out. She's letting out terrified squeaks as we stared, unable to take our eyes off the face. The ghost eyes slowly looked right at us and began to move her lips as if speaking, but no sound was coming out. Angel is trying to turn the power button off, turning the TV off, and they run out and run into the living room again. They decide to just sleep there. They they cannot handle going back in. They had trouble getting to sleep, but somehow they managed it. Angela's mother complained about the noise last night. Angela's mother, who was supposedly in France for four weeks... And wondered why the hell we slept in the living room. I think that was Sam's parents, actually. I thought they slept at Angela's parents' house because... Oh, you're right, you're right. Sam's parents were were in France for four weeks, so I guess she's staying with Angela for the entire four weeks. They just, like, loaded off their kid onto someone else. Which is insane. You gotta think Angela's mom has, like, getting some money for this. Because you can't just drop your kids off with somebody else for a month. You hope not. 
I would I would lose my mind, especially some little punk that's like making fun of my daughter's weight the whole time. Come on. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, Angela's mom's like, you know, bitching about the noise last night, wondering why they're in the living room. Angela's about to tell her what happened when they notice Sarah's gone. And then that's when Sam suggests that maybe Sarah went home in the middle of the night, which, you know, I think I did that a couple times when I was a kid. Gets too spooky. You got to go home. You call your folks. Uh, So Angela says, let's go check it out. And uh, they got dressed and head down to Sarah's house because she didn't live too far away. They knock on the door. Sarah's mom answers. Is Sarah here? I asked Sarah's mom. No, I thought she spent the night at your house, said her mother. Angela and Sam exchanged worried looks and hurried back to their house. We searched every room, including Angela's, but Sarah was nowhere to be found. They called the police, and the police started to conduct a search. Angela and Sam spent a few days trying to get a hold of their other friends to see if they'd seen Sarah, but no one had. Sarah's mother was a wreck, as you would expect, but the police assured her they would find Sarah. Sam asks Angela, should we tell him what happened? Sam, do you really think they'd believe that we saw a ghost? She said angrily. I don't know what we should do, okay? What the hell happened? Why did that ghost show up? Sam suggests maybe it was the game. A haunted horror game? How often do you hear about those? Usually it's completely innocent games like Majora's Mask or Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> if only we knew any story about that. I know. If we knew. Those are innocent games. <laughs> This is the um, Are You Afraid of the After Dark uh, Connection episode. This is the, the cinematic universe. <laughs> All these stories are connected. Uh, and they're like, well, I mean, what else could it be? Well, let's go see if the other copies at Blockbuster have the same warning on the back cover. Because, you know, it said warning to not play this game alone. Um, but they go to Blockbuster. All of, They can't check this on Google yet. Um they they returned the game first off. They they returned the game. They didn't want the game anymore. Um, warning, do not play this game alone. They all have that warning. Well, that's not it. Did we just get a haunted copy or something? Um, well, I don't know, but when we were playing on The Sims, it must have transferred onto my PS2. That bitch. That bitch of a ghost. These 14-year-old kids calling a ghost a bitch. <laughs> Yeah. So at this point they're they're like, okay, well, we don't know what's going on. It seems to be a normal copy as judged by the other copies at Blockbuster. Where else are we gonna go for answers other than the fatal frame forums for any hint of a haunted copy? But they found no pre existing results, so they decided to create an account on one of the forums and post a new thread. My friends and I recently rented Fatal Frame 2 for PS2, and something really strange happened. My crappy PS2 froze, and after a while, we saw a ghost woman on the screen we thought was part of the game. But then we were playing The Sims 2, and she showed up again. Now our other friend is missing, and we don't know what to do. Has anyone else experienced this? Sounds good, but then Sam has to go back and fix all of Angela's spelling and punctuation errors, and they finally submitted it. She really frames Angela as such an idiot in this whole story. <laughs> I know. Sam hates Angela's guts. Um, Low-key, just always digging on her. Doesn't even sound that bad, like the way she typed it up, but then she has to make a point to say, I fixed all the errors. Yeah. Sam is 
very full of herself and um, it's almost like she doesn't even want answers. She just wants Angela to have this haunted, haunted PS2. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but they sit there refreshing it every 10 minutes and it's, they only get replies being like, okay, this is bullshit. And it's a ghost game. Like, <laughs> what do you expect? So after they put up this post, it was not until a week later that they finally got a response. Sarah's still missing and they finally put out an Amber alert. I'm not sure that's exactly how Amber alerts work. Yeah, like a week later. Is that (laughs) doesn't really seem like it helps much. That's more like an Amber, Amber whisper, Amber murmuring. But they checked the form again and saw that they finally got a response from someone called Anonymous. Where all the all the O's in Nonomus are are they're not even zeros. They're just capital O's. Yeah, they're capital. And they had the capital no icon. They famously had of just a black icon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they got this reply from Anonomos, and uh, it reads like this: um, Hello, I saw your post and was shocked. This happened to me a long time ago, but I rented my copy from GameStop. Which, I don't remember renting games from GameStop, but I don't know, maybe you could. Uh, After seeing the ghost woman on my screen, I tried playing my other games, but no matter which game I put in, she would always appear. I took the game back, thinking that would help, but it didn't. Then I looked at my memory card and saw that every single save icon for every single game was just a black box. And then she appeared again without even being in-game. I deleted the Fatal Frame 2 data, but that didn't keep her away. I got a new memory card, transferred all my data onto it, but again, that didn't help. It seemed like the ghost had actually infected the game's data completely. So then I tried erasing all game data on both cards, which was really sad because I had a lot of Final Fantasy on there. And those games are long. That's true, Anonymous, that's very true. Uh, I tried playing another game, but she still appeared. I was so scared and so frustrated, I took both memory cards and smashed them with a hammer. They screamed at me. I was so shocked, but then tried my game once again. I played for a few hours without any appearance of the ghost. I know it's hard for any gamer to lose their save data, but there's no other way. You have to destroy your memory card. That ghost is like a virus or something spreading itself through that disc. God knows how many people have gotten it. I don't know why she's in that disc, and I don't care, just as long as I never see her again. I'm never renting another game. I'll just buy it if I want to play it so bad. Sincerely, a friend. There's a lot of weird moralizing in this game, or in this story, just, uh, or, or asides that are, um, you know, just about the, the facts of the world. Like, yeah, we know it's hard for gamers to delete save data. Um, and, and maybe honestly, maybe we're at fault here for renting games. We should buy games. I feel like this was a, um, you know, like a false flag, creepy pasta from, you know, a big game company, like about renting games. They're like, you need to buy new copies because rented copies could possibly be haunted. Oh yeah. What better way to make a bunch of teens actually pay money for games than make it haunted where it will kill you or steal your friend away or something actually i would think that would have the opposite effect if i was a teen and i knew that renting a game would possibly make one of my friends disappear i'd probably do it 
And you would think that Sam would do it because she she hates Angela's guts. He's, like, why why does she want to solve this? <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sarah. Sarah didn't even really have any characterization other than she just liked watching them play games and she wasn't brave. Uh, yeah. Uh, Angela and Sam are just looking at this response. And that response received a lot of bad comments too, like, Dude, what the fuck? Don't don't encourage these people. Um, but just as Anonymous had said, uh, Anonymous having similar energy to the Bye Bye Man for me, just as Anonymous had said, every icon for save data was a jet black three-dimensional cube slowly spinning in their places. But just then, the ghost woman faded onto the screen, causing it to flicker with static. What do you want? I asked the face, scared to the point that I started crying. The ghost was moving her lips again, but nothing is coming out. They tried turning up the volume, but still nothing is coming out. Why are you here? asked Angela. The woman's continuing to mouth things, but nothing is coming out. Let's just forget it. Let's just destroy the damn card. Angela turns off the console and rips the memory card out. They go up to the, back to the tool shed and find a hammer. And they're raising the hammer and hitting the card viciously once, twice, three times a piercing scream emanating from the cartridge as it was broken. I think that will do it, Angela says between shuddering breaths. I'm just trying to imagine, like, slamming your hammer down into this memory card, and then the memory card starts screaming. Mm. Um, so then Sam says, uh, what's that? Uh, as she notices a piece of the memory card that appeared to have scratches on it. Uh, it was the circuit that allowed the card to hold data. We found all the pieces and fit them together like a puzzle. And they were astounded at what they found. I'm jumping back and forth here between like we and they, so just just bear with me here. Um, they, they piece the memory card back together and they see something written on it. And wouldn't you know it, written on the memory card, scratched into the surface of the circuit board, the word, Anonymous. <laughs> With all the capitalized O's and the capital S at the end. Um, so Sam posits that the ghost, was she the one who replied to the thread we made? Why would she tell us how to destroy her? Sam, look, said Angela. She was pointing at the S written on it. And in very tiny letters was the name Sarah scratched into it. So I'm a little confused here personally, Liv. Is, <laughs> is the S part think... of the anonymous or is there yeah. like an anonymous and the word Sarah also? So I think that anonymous is written in like block letters and then on the S, like inside the S, um, Sarah is written inside of the, the S block is what I'm getting from this. Okay, that makes sense. I mean, as much sense as this can make, yeah. But I feel like I don't understand how this is so... This is written on the the circuit board of of the memory card that they can visually see anonymous and then Sarah in the S. I feel like this has to be like one of those things where they like carve things into a grain of rice and you look at it under a microscope. I don't understand how they smash this thing with a hammer and then they're like, "Look what's inside." We were meant to know this. <laughs> it's like a memory card. They're they're not big. They're very very small. So. Not only did they have to smash it to pieces and then notice this written on the very, very tiny part of it that has a circuit board on it, they had to notice the even smaller that it said Sarah. 
So now they're confused. They're like, well, was it the ghost who responded to us on the forum or was it Sarah? Um, <laughs> so they went back inside and then Anonymous's reply was no longer on the forum. They're searching Google for the mysterious username, but for some reason, nothing is coming up for Anonymous. And they never found out who the ghost was, who Anonymous was, or where Sarah went. And and when <laughs> this really happened to them, and they never touched a rental game ever again. They keep trying to look for the username, but they can never find it. And so they're now they're making a plea. Have you guys seen it before? And who rented the disc? Did they figure out how to destroy it? And what would happen if they didn't? Um because remember, they did return the actual game that uh, that poisoned the PS2. They then had to... Um, so the, the circuit board was not from like the the game cartridge. It was like in the, from the PS2. Right. Somehow the, the game cartridge infected the PS2. Yes. Um, so did anyone else ever rent this disc? Did they find out how to destroy it? What was the ghost woman trying to tell us? They really like do not get anything at the end of the story, which I think is the most honorable part of the story is like, uh, we never found out anything about her. We have no idea why I was in a fatal frame game. We, what was she trying to mouth to us? Was it connected to the game at all? Yeah. But then I don't try to get too into like, Oh, and then we figured out the entire plot of everything. And this is what exactly happened. Well, <laughs> then well, Sam says, Angela ran an idea by me. She was like, well, the first failed frame game was based off of a true story so maybe this person has something to do with the like a true story of for the crimson butterfly story and then sam's like well why would she haunt that specific copy um and then angel's like i don't fucking know i don't know what's going on um but then the story abruptly stops there and we're joined with sam from eight years ago now to about a year and a half ago. Um, they didn't get anywhere between like that eight years ago story because they never found Sarah. And then about a year and a half ago, Angela. This is where changes. this is where Sam really gets into the Angela being a complete piece of shit. And she just that's all she can think about. That's the moral of the story. It doesn't matter that Sarah disappeared. It doesn't matter that you should rent games or not. The point of her story is, Sam says, about a year and a half ago, Angela started doing drugs and became a whole different person, lying and using me and her other old friends. So I ditched her. I hate druggies with a passion. Real, she's, you can tell Sam's a real compassionate person here. Uh, I have no idea what happened to her, but every now and then I see her mom come into my work. I've never asked about her. It's very nice. Without her around... My mind involuntarily started remembering the events that had taken place eight years ago, and that's why I'm writing this. You may not believe me, you may refuse to believe me, but I want to warn you to be careful when renting a game, especially Fatal Frame 2. I know it's kind of hard to find PS2 games now anyway, especially now they've announced the PS4, but some places have old and or used copies, so just be careful. Since we never figured out what the ghost wanted, I can't warn you of specific dangers, but it's best to avoid it anyway. You can never be too careful. And now, even though I've never seen another ghost, I can still say I don't believe in them. I can't still say I don't believe in them. I'm still a horror fanatic, but I can't help looking over my shoulder periodically. I know I'm being repetitive, but I'm serious. Be careful, please. 
And Sam signs off. Wow. Wow. What What do we think about this story, Kurt? I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind is Angela sucks. She's the worst. Angela sucks. Sam sucks. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) A story about how her friend Sarah disappeared when they were 14 years old, and she spends like 70% of it talking about how much Angela sucks. Yeah, just completely ripping on her her body, her personality, her now apparent drug use. Um, I I think that it does lend a bit of like credibility to the story because clearly this was written by someone who who hates one of their like had a really bad friend breakup and then um, instead of just like doing the normal thing and rearranging their MySpace top eight or like writing a, a passive aggressive Facebook status decided to write a creepy pasta instead. Um, and then just diss their friend by way of creepy pasta. Maybe Sam is the daughter of a, uh, like a video game executive and the exec has come home a lot talking about how, how much harder he has to work because all these damn kids are renting games. Uh, and meanwhile, there's this, person at school named Angela that she's just really jealous of so she like ties it all together into this one story mm. Mr. Sony comes home and says oh if only I didn't have to go into my job every day but the the rental blockbuster is, is killing us daddy wouldn't okay, have so- to work as hard if, if we just <laughs> this was written after the PS4 was announced so this is like a fairly recent creepypasta too which i think is interesting just based off of like how evocative it is of like the early 2000s like that it's so you know like blockbuster do you remember that and that it's like truly like dripping with like uh you know like that hot topic sims 2 energy and like really like getting into the details of like what it felt like to play what you might think was important in Sims 2 at that time, like my cool alien girl put on a sexy outfit and that's when the game froze. Like it's just so specific in in a way that's um that I think makes this story really interesting. So I'm not sure that this one has as much of like the creepy factor um that some of the other ones that we've read have, but I do think that it it works. It's like a time capsule. Yeah. That it's like very specifically a certain period of time. Let's see. These girls are like 14. You're probably, what, like four or five years younger than that or something? I don't even know. Um, I'm just um, imagine how old I was. I was probably. If this Sims 2 came out whenever I was 12. Um, so sometime after. I was about. I mean, this seems pretty fitting for about my age. But it's like a time capsule, but written eight years later like it somehow feels like they took this story out of like the diary of a 14 year old because it's kind of written with that um with that level of maturity in the the friend dynamics um and how they think of their friends like okay well i'm the the cool badass one i'm the one i'm the brave one sarah is not so brave but whatever she'll hang around angela angela fucking sucks but you know what i have to stay at her house because my parents are in france and didn't take me (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, it it gives just enough of those kind of details that really bring you back, like the memory card stuff, having to deal with that. And I can imagine if you weren't somebody that had to actually use a memory card to handle your save data, like some of these details are probably like a cool novelty. Like when we would watch Twilight Zone episodes as a kid and, you know, the people in the 60s were with their crazy cars and stuff, you know, it, it really adds a different layer to it that makes it interesting. Um, yeah. And just the, it's kind of spooky anyway, like the detail of you put your memory card in and all the little icons are black. That's like, mm. ooh, I can picture that in my head. Yeah. And almost, I visualize like the GameCube logo, <laughs> like a black GameCube logo. Exactly. Uh, I think that it's, it's interesting that they chose the Fatal Frame game. Like it, you, you think that they like played the Fatal Frame game and they're like, well, I don't like seeing these ghost faces up close and um, you can easily imagine like, I don't want to pause on this. I don't want to see this for any longer than I need to. And so thinking like, okay, if my if my PS2 froze right now and this got burned into my CRT TV, like how fucked would I be um, if I had this like ghostly image on all of my all of my games from now on? Yeah, that kind of like TV burn, which was also a real danger back then. That's that's an interesting way of like trying to imagine how that would look on your TV, you know, like especially if it wasn't on like this woman's creepy face just appearing. And Mm. like you said, like, it's interesting that, you know, this story is kind of centered around fatal frame too. like so many of the creepypastas that we've read and that other people have posted are kind of like they use as the game, especially the video game creepypastas. They use as the game, like a childish game like Pokemon or Zelda or something to kind of make it uh, for one thing, because it's the childhood nostalgia and it makes you a little more scared to think that you were playing a haunted game as a kid. So this story starts off with a scary game to begin with, which I, that is interesting. It's like, you know, and at some point they switch to the Sims too. uh, And that's when they see the face again. So yeah, that's when they know that they're really fucked. That's like not, not just the, the game. Um, I'm so yeah, Sims creepypasta. I feel like that would be like ripe for some really crazy stuff. Yeah, like some Truman Show level stuff. Yeah, like can you imagine like and then my Sim turned and looked up at the camera and just and said, "Thank you, mommy." <laughs> right. <laughs> I think we need to write this creepypasta. <laughs> I'm just thinking now, like this person probably felt so smart because they even like mentioned it in the in the story. Like, y'all didn't think that there could be creepy about a creepy game, huh? Y'all thought it was just Zelda and um and Sonic the Hedgehog. I'll show you. So yeah, I think that I probably could write a, a creepy pasta about like Space Station Silicon Valley or you know like something that people aren't expecting for there to be a, a spooky story of. Yeah. What what would yours be, Kurt? Oh, I'm I'm thinking like uh, what what's like a old enough game that not everybody played but is still popular in everybody's memory. Something like Parappa the Rapper or something. I think mm. like ooh, he starts Leisure Suit Larry. He's in <laughs> yeah, Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> he, I think the scary thing in Leisure Suit Larry would be like if he got married and had a kid. Wow. Instead of being a creepy pervert. 
<laughs> oh, that would be that would be beautiful. I think. I think that um, that would be beautiful. What's like a creepy pasta, but it's like when nice stuff happens. Like, a... oh, a sweetie pasta. I think that I, I think that I'd be really good at writing sweetie pastas. Mm. And Sonic, and then Sonic entails kissed and got married. Oh, I thought it was like you started with something that was like um, intentionally spooky, and then it became sweet. Oh yeah, you could do it that way too. The two twins in Fatal Frame. Because um, otherwise, that's just fan fiction. That's that Sonic fan fiction has happened many, many times, and I don't think we call them sweetie pastas. You're right, but this happened to <laughs> me. <laughs> um yeah i think i would write a sweetie pasta about the stay alive film or um i don't know see i haven't played many horror games this is this is where it's all gone wrong for me this would be like in amnesia if you didn't have amnesia at a certain point you had memory. The game was just called Good Memory. Good Memory. And you just remember all your friends and family. <laughs> just remembering stuff. You walk <laughs> yeah. around your beautiful house. <laughs> you just got photos up everywhere. And it's really nice. And That's actually the game Gone Home. But I was going to say, that, but even that's kind of spooky. felt like a horror <laughs> game, but yeah. it, that really was remembering stuff the game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um Nancy Drew actually just gets to like go skiing or something. Yeah, she doesn't have to. Nobody dies. She doesn't have to solve a freaking mystery. The Hardy Boys just go play some baseball. Oh, what more can we say about Crimson Butterfly that hasn't already been said? I think that um, I hope that this was therapeutic for for the author. I liked hearing a story about girl gamers. I think that um, I think that that's like a not much examined um, subculture for for girls to to hang out playing video games. Maybe even girls who didn't necessarily identify as gamers, but like hung out together playing Sims 2, which I know um, I had many friends who only only played Sims 2 and we would hang out together. And I think that there's that's a a treasure trove of, of stories to be to be developed. Maybe even creepy pastas. Any final thoughts on Crimson Butterfly, Kurt? Uh, I just wanted to. I was looking at the Crimson Butterfly wiki, and one of the comments on the wiki um, is going to be my final thought. And uh, it's just a comment from Monster Claw five four three two one that says, "I'm not going to use my Wii anymore. <laughs> I'm not going to rent any fucking games anymore." I do like that. That's like the final like takeaway. Is like. Why are y'all renting games? Please stop renting games. Right. You're going to die if you keep renting games, everybody. Yeah. Where do people rent games now? Just like uh, Redbox? Uh, yeah, Redbox. And I think you can still do Gamefly, right? Like, is that a thing still? Mm, I don't know. Never never rented a game before. I mean, since like Blockbuster times. Since yeah. In 64 times. Um, yeah. I think, that, I think that's Crimson Butterfly for me. I think it'll... Uh, live beautifully in my memory now same i I hope y'all enjoyed um this 2020 edition of are you afraid of the after dark i'm spooked now i'm not gonna play this game alone for sure (laughs) um if you are planning still on renting a game make sure to bring a friend 
um, maybe live stream it so we at least see the haunting captured on film. Um, any any Halloween plans, Kurt? No, I think you know with the. I can't believe we just had a, like an almost hour long conversation and never mentioned the deadly virus that's currently attacking the entire world. But uh, well, no, I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm, I'm like, uh, I think my work is going to do a costume thing on Microsoft Teams, which sounds awful to me. But uh, I, I might put something on and just have some fun. But other than that, just watch some movies. I've been watching some scary shows, but, you know, just the typical stuff. What are the what are the highlights of your spooky watching this month? You know, I watched. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this, but I watched like a lot of people. I watched Bly Manor. Um, mm. and I really liked it. I liked it a lot. I didn't think I was gonna like it because it's not like actually scary. It ends up just kind of feeling like a love story that's got scary elements, which is fine. And I really yeah. liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, and I've also been watching this show on Netflix called Evil, which is basically the X-Files, but for demonic possession. Like one person believes it and the other person doesn't. And it's like surprisingly entertaining for a for kind of like a procedural type show. Yeah, those sound good. I saw that Blind Manor has the, the girl from You in it, from season two of You, which I don't know yes. if that. Yeah. Um, but I did really like her on that, so um, that's one of the one of the things that makes me think maybe maybe I could watch that. Yeah, I think you'd dig it actually. You should check it out. Yeah. All right. Anything else that you want to sign off for 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 the spooky season? Um, Anything to plug, Kurt? Ooh, nothing. <laughs> just follow me on Twitter at Kurt O Franklin. Like C U R T, the letter O, and then my last name Franklin. Yeah, I think you're. You're on the verge of becoming an influencer. Yeah, I'm popping off. It's going, everything's going great. I'm getting, uh, I'm advertising tummy tea. Um, you know, everything's going Kurt's way. I'm so happy to hear it. <laughs> Would you like to do the um, final Are You Afraid of the After Dark, Kurt? Oh, yes. And thanks again, everyone, for listening. To Are You Afraid of the After Dark? Good night. Happy Halloween. Good night. Good night.